When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. URKS Pickens Jackson. You ready? From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Oh, man. Kessler Prime has Patron Tequila. Try the Reposado or the Añejo Patron. You want to get real serious, try the extra Añejo Patron tequila. If you like quality, you're into premium spirits, vino, give it a shot. Premium boutique quality tequila. Super premium Patron, 100% blue agave. Kessler Prime has Patron. It's good over the rocks. On the rocks, I guess. And uh, another way to go if you're having some Añejo Patron or Reposado is uh, a couple of orange slices with it. Sometimes you may want a splash of water, but it's uh, it's really good. It's not the tequila that you shot in college at 20 years old. Okay? Just wanted to let you know. Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Amazing Steaks. Hand-cut for you, KesslerPrime.com. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. I don't remember if I told Blake this, but uh, Steven Soller with Burgers and Blues, B3, threw up a picture on his Facebook page of um, some onion rings from B3. And that took me back to, I've been on a heck of a roll, uh, another place that has amazing onion rings in the state of Mississippi where they're just lightly dusted. Startville Country Club. I was I'm like Matt Brett Ford. All right. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Farm Bureau Insurance call in line, 601-707-3750. Twitter handle, at BowBounds, and your agup.com. John Deere Tractor text line, 601-885-3776. Would you say that Brock, Brock Purdy is... Uh, Sneaky athletic. He's sneaky something. Did you see Peter King said he would take Brock Purdy over Dak Prescott right now? God. Which is an amazing statement. Let me ask you. Bless Peter's heart. Serious question. If you switch the two quarterbacks, it's like 45 to 10, right? If you switch the two quarterbacks, the 
49ers score 40 points. Maybe not that, but they score a lot more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hilarious. I saw the... I want a Kittle-type tight end. Yeah, everyone can, does. Can I get a, a, a Kittle-type tight end and a combination, maybe, Blake, of McCaffrey and Mitchell and Debo? Uh, that doesn't exist in one player, probably. Like, the closest thing to that is probably Debo Samuel. Because yeah. he is basically a running back and a receiver. I meant the three players, not, yeah. not one player combo. Oh, oh gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, that that would be <laughs> amazing. Well, uh, there's only who that is. That's A.J. Brown. A.J. Mm. Brown is the best combo of those three because he's got more burst than Debo. And he's just better. And, like... I thought, uh, was it Dettelier or Palazzolo that described him as a running back playing receiver with the explosiveness on the second level? But I was surprised at Tennessee when he was taking some jet sweeps to the house. That that really, I knew A.J. was fast. Everybody's fast in the NFL. Um, but when, when you take a jet sweep from the line of scrimmage and you, you take it to the house? Yeah. That's impressive. I mean, that's D- Debo Samuel. You don't see that a lot. Yeah, Debo Samuel and AJ Brown are very similarly styled. I think AJ's a better receiver. I think Debo's a better running back. But that's he neither here nor there. If you had either one, you'd be great. George Kittle is one of like three people on earth that have his skill set. Kelsey Kittle and who? <sighs> I f- Kelsey. I feel like Kyle Pitts has that skill set, but he's never been used because of Atlanta and I everything. I think I agree with you. But it's hard for me to say that because he hasn't done it, right? Right. Like, I think he looks like he can do it. He did it in college. But it does matter where you, you to... go and how you're coached. Correct. Absolutely. I mean, we saw that with Jimmy Graham at New Orleans. He disappeared in Seattle, and then nothing happened in Green Bay. But Sean Payton is so darn good. We've seen it with QBs. Absolutely. I mean, that's the easiest position to see it with. Look at Brock Purdy's a great example. This whole conversation started with this. Brock Purdy and Stetson Bennett. Look at what they've been able to do because of where they were and what was around them. Dak Prescott's best Dak Prescott's best weapon was CeeDee Lamb. He finished as a top five win probability added receiver in the league. So his production added a top five wins per per player, you know, in the league. The next best receiver was T. Y. Hilton. He was on the team for four weeks. Yeah. They had four people. And he had to- one catch for forty yards. They had four people total who had positive win probability added. Everyone else of their skill players was negative win probability, which means they brought the team down. Where was Zeke? The fact that Dak actually won twelve games and won a playoff game, he elevated the people that they had around him. That's the narrative. Like if you start looking at the stats and you look at who he had around him, it might be one of the worst groups of playoff skill playing talent in the history of the NFL. So, Kelsey Kittle. It's hard. Maybe Pitts. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to put anyone else in there with that. They're at, Kelsey, and Tra- Travis Kelsey is one. Kittle is two. And then I don't, I mean, then it's kind of, you know, Darren Waller was really good, but he's been hurt all year. Yeah, he was Mark good, Andrews man. was amazing until Lamar Jackson went out. And then Mark Andrews is, I don't think Mark Andrews scored a touchdown from like week six on. Darren Waller was good. Yeah. But nobody has the freaky tight end talent of Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Yeah, they're one. You know who had a great resurgence, and this is right. I'll shout out Duke Evan on the Ingram? text line. Doug Peterson 
took Evan Ingram, who was ruined in New York. Right. Ruined in like that career. First off, he shouldn't have been drafted where he was, but whatever. Secondly, they ru- they never knew how to use him. And in one season, Doug Peterson has made Evan Ingram a like top eight, top ten tight end. He had a fabulous year. Yeah. And I don't know why he couldn't next good year. Good for him. He still can't. He still has a little tread on the tires. We got to meet him. I thought he was super nice. Yeah, you gave away his signed helmet. Did I give it to somebody? In old, at Ole Miss, what the oh uh, Patrick, Patrick Kelly, Kelly. Vinch and Kelly in Oxford. Yeah, I almost said Patrick Reed. I got to switch golfer. that out. I've got another powder blue helmet here. I did not realize we had one back in the closet, and so I may switch it out. Although he may want the one with, even though it's signed to me, he may want the Evan Ingram Ole Miss powder blue helmet. Yeah, um, yeah, Ingram had a really great year, phenomenal year. But it goes back to coaching. Year. That's what I'm saying. Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson made him better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look what Doug Peterson did in general with the Jaguars. They made they went eight and nine, but they made the playoffs and they had the largest playoff comeback in NFL history, at, yeah. down twenty seven nothing to the Chargers. That's a team that Urban Meyer had in dead last, and people were talking about Trevor Lawrence as a bust. Like that's what Urban Meyer did to that franchise. Doug Peterson, he's a heck of a coach. Turned he won a Super Bowl in Philly. It's Coaching incredible. matters. Um, speaking of things that matter, uh, real quick, I got to reference uh, this text. So, Bo on the text line, and it's not you, obviously. It's a different Bo. Okay. Says uh, he came in town with the kids, and he took them to Bulldog Burger because he heard us talking about it. He says it's the best cheese sticks he's ever had. I love it. They do have good mozzarella sticks. Thank you, man. Jackson. Bulldog Burger. Which one? Oh, in Lake Harbor. Which yeah. one? Okay. Yeah. Great. Shout out. I love it. Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Startville, and Tupelo. Good. Uh, you know that people, this is pretty gung-ho. And this is why I love how rabid our listeners are. Do you know that people actually go and watch Mississippi State and Ole Miss practice baseball? Yeah, it's better than the basketball teams. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, I, I, I did that in college. That's, that's because there was nothing else to do. Yeah. So you'd be like, let's go hang out. And now that the lounge is eternally set up, right, you can always go. Now, going out there is different. If you can find a sunny day whether where it's at least above 45 or yeah. 50. Which and, we get afternoons that get up to 60. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you go out there and you open a yingling and somebody throws something on the grill. I can I can get into that. Uh, oh, we got to talk about the Whiskey 61 giveaway and the $100 bottle of bourbon we're giving away. All right. We'll talk about that on the other side. Steve Palazzolo coming up 8.30. Dave Bar 2, 9.30. Out of bounds. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Go ahead and go to Whiskey61.com. We'll tell you why you want to go there on the other side. Whiskey61.com. So, unbelievable response yesterday, and I appreciate it. Uh, we brought out this Whis- Whiskey 61 site, and it's just going to be a ton of fun on bourbon and food and local dives and dive bars and so on. Whiskey61.com. Very, very simple um, website, if you will, forum. To talk about, I mean, we'd love to hear from you. What what have you been sipping on lately? Where have you had a, an amazing steak, cheeseburger, tacos, comeback sauce, you know, swordfish? 
Like I had that kangaroo at I was canoe literally in thinking Atlanta. kangaroo. <laughs> it's it, and I I made this list. I was talking to Robert St. John. I made this list of my best meals in 2022 cuz I need to start doing that. And without a doubt, the kangaroo at Canoe in Atlanta, right right near Bra- yeah, yeah, it's about 10 minutes max. By Tourist Park was was one of my top 5 for sure. And uh so Whiskey 61, we're getting it kicked off and we want you to go and register and just post under the great steak debate. How do you like your steak cooked? It's that simple. You don't ever have to post again if you don't want to. And that's how you enter. You got to register. You got to confirm it via email. Post under the great steak debate post. Rare, medium rare, medium well done. Well, you know, medium well. Pittsburgh, medium rare, whatever. And that's how you enter. And you could win this $100 bottle of Russell's Reserve private barrel selection that we picked out in August. Ooh, baby. (laughs) Sorry, sometimes this computer is annoying. That's all right. Whiskey61.com, whiskey61.com. There's a bunch of posts on there. It's going to be heavy cigars. Bourbon premium tequila like Patron. We're so excited to be uh, partnered with Patron. By the way, Bulldog Burger has Patron. Shout out to Bulldog Burger. And we are going to give shout outs to those who have our, you know, spirit partners. Um, And Bulldog Burger does have Patron tequila, and it is premium, premium, premium. So whiskey61.com, you can see it. It's the top post, the great steak debate. Thank you all for everybody who went there yesterday. We had a huge day. And it's just a fun place to cut up and talk about the things that we like. Travel, amazing local food, you know, some boutique spirits and wine and cigars and things like that. And uh, whether it's onion, I've, I've got two or three posts on onion rings on here. It is not anything serious. Blake? I, I want to go off of this because I've been looking at some of the comments on this great steak debate. And it's oh. always interesting. There's a lot of similarities, of course, but then there's a lot of nuance and differences. Sure. Here's something that's popped up a lot on a lot of answers because they're not only telling us like their method of cooking and the temp. A lot of people are saying like cast iron skillet, medium rare, right? Or yeah. egg, you know, medium or dark pink. I like to broil it, whatever, right? Okay. But one of the things that I see a lot of, and we haven't really talked about this, but it's a great... To me, it's one of the ways that you can separate yourself if you have a date night and you're trying to impress the girlfriend, the wife, the oh, whatever. I like where you're or, going. Or you really want to impress some clients, right? You bring them over to the house and you're doing steaks. A lot of people are talking about this. I want your thoughts. Compound butter. Are you a compound butter guy? Uh, yes. Okay. I, I, don't, think it's you, a, I, don't, I don't do compound butter every other night. No, I get that. But it's easy to make and keep a, like, log of it so to speak or a, a jar uh, some of it at your house like i know a lot of people do so, roasted garlic compound absolutely butter. that's an easy one right yeah that's i've and, seen and that. that roasted garlic butter yeah is amazing on many things in a cast iron skillet or whatever else yeah. you're doing well and i've seen like rosemary herb butter you know that type of stuff josh right? raggio got into that on his duck yesterday that, oh that's right i forgot about that yeah and and so 
That's been a common it's thread. Gamey and he said you got to match the sweet with a very gamey. Yeah, absolutely, bird. absolutely. No, and so that's been a big common thing. Is a lot of people are talking about they like to put whatever their version of compound butter is. They're taking, they're putting a slice of it Be- on their steak, finishing it, and beca- also because ninety nine percent of the butter we buy at stores is full of preservatives. It's yeah. terrible for if you're if you're like. Our great grandparents ate with real butter. Correct, and we've been told, you know, no, no butter. Period. Well, if it's real butter, it's much better for you. Yeah, I, ch- I go out of my way to try to buy real butter to yes. cook with. It, and you're house. smart to do yeah. that. That's it's, my it's aunt, like it's like real raw honey. My it's aunt's a baker. She's always been like, "You buy this butter." Yeah. Like, I'm like, "Yes, ma'am." <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> Which, speaking of, remind me of what she does after the show because I want to buy some of that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, those. Rolls anyway, but yeah, I, Rolls. I'm a compound butter guy. I like the compound. Yeah, it no, makes, I get it. Reading these I mean, posts, having been in the back and seen, you know, you watch how Kessler Prime makes their own butter. I mean, yeah. it's and how how impressive is that if you if you bring a girl boy over whoever you know whatever your male female whatever you're doing and you lay out a nice ribeye cooked well in your cast iron or on your grill and then you put that piece of compound butter over like that you made. You know, I mean, what a what a st- you know we talk about coaches that are A plus B C whatever that's an A plus move when you're putting your homemade compound butter on your steak I, I couldn't agree with you more yeah so I just wanted your opinion since that was a common thread on whiskey sixty one I love it it's whiskey sixty one dot com go there register post under the great steak debate that's how you enter and you could win a one hundred dollar bottle of Russell's Reserve Private Barrel Selection whiskey sixty one let's jump into Stuart Mandel's article. TheAthletic.com, they ranked the hires of this past offseason. And Coach Prime comes in at the Power 5 level with an A+. Hot take. And he did a magnificent job at Jackson State. Boy, that breakup wasn't good, was it? They're still debating <laughs> that in the, in the press. And finally, one of the state representatives or senators who's a Jackson State alum, said, look, he got on TV and just said, look, it, let's just go water under the bridge, no pun intended with Jackson and water, but water under the bridge, and he did some good thing. We benefited, he benefited, let's move on. But there is still some gnashing at the teeth, hand-wringing down there at Jackson State with the who, what, where, and why of the coach Deion Sanders tenure. Bottom line is, you're right. He did resurrect Jackson State football and probably athletics for that matter. So, Prime is an A. Wisconsin, I know y'all don't care that much, but we've had some good NFL players out of Wisconsin. Um, it is a well-run program. And I got to meet Barry Alvarez in the airport over the holidays. That's so rare and so random. <laughs> uh, Wisconsin hired Luke Fickle. We all thought Luke would hold out for... Well, I don't know how long that's going to be for the Ohio State job. Could be forever. Right. With Ron Day. So he took the Wisconsin job. I actually think that's a good fit. Luke Fickle yeah. is the Midwest and Big Ten. Ohio State alum did a magnificent job at Cincinnati. He is a hell of a football coach. They got an A. Louisville. Who started telling us about Jeff Brom six years ago? None of y'all know who he was. Dave Bartu said, as far as the metrics and coaching, he's amazing. And he decided to go back to his alma mater this time. Jeff Brom left Purdue to go to U of L, Louisville, Bourbon Country. 
Wild turkey, baby. Um, that's an A higher, according to Mandel. Nebraska gets an A minus for Matt Rule. Interesting. He's uh, he's only forty seven years old, and he'll do. The floor is so low after what Scott <laughs> Frost did. That's good when you're a coach. You want to go with. You don't want to follow Nick Saban. You want to follow somebody who just went four and forty or whatever it was, and that was Scott Frost at Nebraska. So Matt Rule gets an eight minus. How about? Our man, Hugh Freeze. He did not get an A. I disagree with that. That's wild to he me. He got a B-plus from the athletic and Stuart How Mandel. is Prime an A-plus hire and Freeze is a B-plus hire? I agree. I agree. Uh, Hugh Freeze was an A hire at Auburn. You cannot like him. Um, I could definitely not like him, but I don't choose to, to take that route. Um, Hugh Freeze was an A hire at Auburn, but he's a B-plus on this article on theathletic.com. Straight ahead. Steve Palazzolo, NFL Insider. It's the final four this weekend, and it could be amazing. Palazzolo coming up next on the Patron Tequila Guest Line. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Insider hit this morning brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Show is also presented by the Armory in Ridgeland on Lake Harbor, Central Mississippi's number one source for top of the line, best in class premium firearms, premium firearms, optics, and suppressors at the Armory. Beautiful building, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland, right in front of Kroger. Right across from Gateway Tire. They make the suppressor buying process simple. And they can walk you through the suppressor buying process. Knowledgeable staff set you up with the firearm optic suppressor that fits your specific needs. The Armory Lake Harbor in Ridgeland in front of Kroger. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We've been in a bit of mourning here in the state of Mississippi after Dak Prescott's performance over the weekend and some of the other performances with the Cowboys and the 49ers. Um, the better team won, unfortunately. Uh, better head coach, OCDC pairing. But uh, Dak did not make the plays that they would have had to have made to win. And the 49ers, and tip of the cap to them, I think the best four teams are in one. So we bring in our friend, uh, who hopefully won't rub it in too much, NFL insider, pro football focus, PFF.com. He's got the podcast. He's all over the place. He is Steve Palazzolo on the Patron Tequila Guest Line. Steve, good morning. How are you? I didn't know if you guys were going to cancel this week. We debated but, uh, it. I appreciate you having me. Blake didn't even text me to say, hey, we're on tomorrow. I just I assumed you might just cancel. 
I'm going to be honest. It was a rough Monday. Yeah. It, I know. It, it, you know, it was, it was, it was a rough Monday. Um, it, you know how hard it is just to get to the divisional round. You get how hard this league is and how everybody, most everybody's within a whisker and all that. Um, and just the, the ability to win. Uh, it was tough for sure. And, uh, but hey, San Francisco made the plays uh, on defense. And how about that play that Kittle made? How about that catch from Kittle, Steve? Yeah. No, incredible. I mean, I think what happens with playoff losses, too, first off, everybody loses their mind <laughs> and overreacts to everything. So that's uh, the first thing. The second thing, I, I do think your team weaknesses show up, right? It's, it's a lot harder to hide your weaknesses in, you know, come playoff time. And maybe that's a little bit of revisionist history when you look back and say, oh, that's what we were missing. That's why we lost. But there's some truth to it. And I do think that the, at the end of the day, Jack didn't play well. Sure, we'll talk about that if you want. But at the end of the day, the Niners had all of these incredible playmakers. And the Cowboys have, you know, one and a half really good playmakers. And you know, Tony Pollard gets hurt. So, that I mean, to me, that was the big difference in the game, right? When there was a key play needed, the Niners were able to go. They could go empty formation and line up Kittle and Christian McCaffrey. <clears throat> excuse me. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and Brock Purdy's just like, all right, where's the which linebacker is covering you know Kittle or McCaffrey? Where's the mismatch? And you know, get the open guy, and then you have a guy like you know Kittle makes that incredible play off the seam. So yeah, I, to me that's the the big difference where the Cowboys have to maybe force the ball to CD Lamb more than they should because they don't have that consistent second or third option. So I thought the you know season long weaknesses and you know the, the actual playmakers ended up being the the big difference in the game. I think you're spot on. 49ers, Eagles, uh, Philly minus two and a half, and Bengals, Chiefs is a pick'em. How about that? Powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Great place to watch football and basketball, full bar and food at the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Do the 49ers have enough to go to Philly and, and win this weekend, in your opinion? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously they do. And this is, it's not somebody from a, posted from like a spread perspective. This is the closest pair of games we've seen since 1998. Um, the Niners and the Eagles are, are very close. I still think the Eagles are the best all-around team. So, you know, their ability to win in different ways, you know, your guy A.J. Brown is sitting there on the sideline with like three catches for 16 yards the other day, and they scored 41 points. They didn't need him, which is not a knock on A.J. Brown. I think it's just a, a compliment to the way the Eagles play. There were other games this, this year where A.J. has to go off, you know, for 10 catches, 150 yards, and a couple scores. So in any given week, the Eagles have answers. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They can throw uh, to all levels of the field. They use their quarterback in the run game, obviously, with Jalen Hurts. And then defensively, they rush the passer extremely well. So I, I think it's going to be a big challenge for Brock Purdy. Um, last week was a big challenge for Brock Purdy. The Dallas defense played great. I mean, that was like a legitimate, really fun defensive game for the majority of it. Hard hitting. I don't think it was bad offense as much as it was, as it was really good defense early on. So it'll be challenging. I think the Eagles are the better team. But, um, yeah, the Niners can pull it off. I, I, I really think it might come down to Kyle Shanahan and how aggressive he is. If, if he's going to trust his defense too much, settle for field goals, I think he's got to be more aggressive than he usually is in this game because the Eagles 
uh, could really put points on the board. Okay. Speaking of, the Eagles ran the ball like crazy at a high level last weekend. Do you think they can do that again against this number one San Francisco defense, or it will put more pressure on Jalen to hook up with A.J. Brown, among others, and throw or push the ball down the field, Steve? I think at the end of the day, they'll get yards. You know, I think they'll get their yards on the on the ground, but I think they'll also be in more second and longs, right? I think the the Niners are very fundamentally sound up front. A lot of teams haven't. I mean, the, the Niners have really gotten up in a bunch of games, so you know that skews your run defense numbers a ton because they've been leading for the majority of their games. But I think the Eagles will find a way to get some yards. You know, break off a couple of runs here and there, but. I do think there'll be times where, hey, the Niners are just too good up front. It's second and 10. It's second and nine. You're going to have to turn to the pass game. And I, and I think that's why the, the Niners will be able to get some stops, I think, against the Eagles. But ultimately, I do think the Eagles have enough answers to um, to move the ball. The, the 49ers are interesting because they give up some big plays. They, they'll bust some coverages and everything. And the Eagles are really good at scheming it up, giving Jalen Hurts some one-on-one opportunities down the field but also just creating uh, open throws on those deep crossers, screen passes underneath to Dallas Goddard. The Eagles just do a really good job of mixing it up. Where do you have Goddard, the tight end at, at the Eagles? Like where, where does pro football focus? What tier is he in as far as tight ends? I think it's that second tier. I mean, the, the top tier is pretty thin now with, with Gronk uh, retiring, you know, last year, I, you know, it's, it's Kelsey and Kittle and, you know, I think a healthy Darren Waller and maybe Mark Andrews. I'd say Goddard's right, right on the cusp. If, you know, maybe a, maybe a tick below some of those guys, but um, he's usually a, a good run blocker. He's a very good receiver. You know, he runs the team extremely well and creates after the catch. Right? They try to get the ball in Goddard's hands because he is so good after the catch, and he's been consistently good over the last couple of years. I thought he was a steal in the second round back in 2018. The Eagles eased him in to the offense because they still had uh, Jack Hurts back then. But, yeah, I think I think Goddard's right on the cusp of maybe that elite tier of tight end, probably a tick below because he's not really as much of a mismatch weapon as Kelsey Kittle or maybe a Darren Waller, Mark Andrews type, but he's, but he's close. Steve Palazzolo on the Patron Tequila guest line. Here it is this weekend. I, we could get two great games. I mean, that's what we're all rooting for. Uh, but this is the final four, as good as it gets. The first one's on Fox, NFC Championship, mid-afternoon, 2 o'clock here. In the AFC Championship, Bengals, Chiefs, or Bengals, Chiefs. Is it Bengals or Bengals, Steve Palazzolo, since you live in Cincinnati? Oh, I don't even know, man. I I have a my Boston accent comes out every now and again. I don't pronounce things the right way. Okay. I say Bengals. Bengals. Right. I, I just was checking. We've been going back and forth on that. Let's talk Joe Burrow. He played uh, right in our backyard in Baton Rouge his last couple years in college. He has taken the NFL by storm. Uh, Every woman who follows football is in love with him. Plus, he is right there, I guess, scratching, maybe knocking on the door of uh, Mahomes' type trajectory. Uh, When you size this one up, and it's even in Kansas, are you surprised it's a pick 'em? Even though I know they beat them last year and blah blah blah, but are you surprised this is a pick'em in Kansas City? No, I mean just because of Mahomes' ankle. I mean, I I think it would be Casey by three probably if you knew he was healthy. You know, I think it, I think it's I do think it's an even game where you just you 
you lean on that home field advantage for two or three points, whatever it might be. So I'm not terribly surprised. I don't know how much you make of the former matchups and, you know, how that projects here, but clearly the Bengals have done a great job matching up with the Chiefs. So, yeah, it should be it should be an awesome game, and we'll see what happens with Mahomes' ankle, of course. What matchup are you looking at in this game between the Bengals and the Chiefs? I think it's always – I mean, just the whole Mahomes versus the Bengals defense. Um, Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator, has done such a good job, not only that second half last year in the AFC Championship, where Mahomes, like – I mean, that was like an epic collapse by the Chiefs. They they scored three points in the second half. Mahomes kept turning it over, getting sacked at key times, and the Bengals just – they adjusted. And, and um, they're really good at adjusting to what offenses throw at them and, and having answers, and they, they know how to mix it up. And they'll rush five sometimes. They'll rush three. They'll, they'll, they'll – in a rumo suit last week, too, it just felt like he just makes the right call at the right time. Um, which is really what defense is, right? It's like, I think they're going to call this – it's what play calling is. I think we're going to see this defense, so here's the offense that's going to beat it. And, you know, the inverse. We think they're going to run this type of play or attack this part of the field. We're going to take it away with this with this coverage. And, and the Bengals always seem to be uh, a step ahead of opposing offenses. And um, in, in games like the Chiefs, you know, and against the Bills, even though the Bengals had a lot of success last week, sometimes it comes down to just one or two calls. So, you know, the Bengals have done really good with that, really well. And then with Mahomes' ankle, I think the Bengals have also done a really good job of uh, rushing Patrick Mahomes, not necessarily to get pressure, but knowing where he's going to move. The the sack that sealed the deal in the regular season game was one of their defensive linemen, you know, falling back and sacking Mahomes because they don't get too far upfield. So, it, to me, it's that entire cat and mouse game. Will the will the Chiefs decide to run the ball a little bit more, take the pressure off Mahomes? That entire side of the ball, I think, is going to be absolutely incredible and in seeing um, if the Bengals can do it one more time, slowing down the Chiefs' offense just enough. Who are you picking? I probably have to pick the hometown Bengals. It's uh, these games are funny, man. It's like everybody's looking for their uh, their bulletin board material, right? <laughs> The, the Bengals feel slighted. You know, they felt they felt slighted because everybody was buying tickets for the AFC Championship in Atlanta. And now the Chiefs are going to feel slighted because people don't think Mahomes is the best quarterback, maybe. And, you know, they, he's got the bad ankle and they're doubting him. So it's just like this battle of bulletin board material. So whoever reads the most bulletin board material is clearly going to win. Um, but I think it's going to be great. I'll, I'll probably lean on my hometown Bengals, you know pulling it off and going to the Super Bowl back-to-back years, but it's fun, man. There's a lot on the line here with all the legacy stuff, and I don't think I think there's massive overreaction that this is the game that puts Joe Burrow above Patrick Mahomes, but it might be the game that says, hey, maybe the Bengals are the team to beat in the AFC. They've done it two years in a row. They keep beating all the best teams. There's something to that that maybe Cincinnati is um, rising to the top of the AFC if they pull it off. If it's the Chiefs, then Hey, it's still the Chiefs. They've been in the AFC Championship each of the last five years. How, how close is Burroughs' play to Mahomes? How close are we to, I mean, start, to start to say it's Mahomes and Burrow and then creating another tier? Uh, I don't know if Josh Allen, maybe Josh Allen leads the next tier, but how close are we to to putting Burrow in the Mahomes tier and then starting another tier, Steve? 
I think I think Allen is still in that tier. You know, they're still I think they're the top three in the NFL. Um, the question becomes, okay, how much do, do you want to lean on recency bias or the entire body of work? Mahomes' entire body of work is five years where he basically had an eight-game stretch or so, uh, you know, little blips here and there of poor play. Um, but if you look at Joe Burrow just over the last two years, he's right there with Mahomes. He's comparable with Mahomes. He was better than Mahomes last year um, and was as good this year, at least by our grading and by other metrics. So I think they're all close. It's just a matter of how much do you want to give Mahomes a little bit more credit for he's essentially been an elite quarterback for five years where Burrow's done it for two years. Josh Allen's done it for three years. But they're all in the same group as far as I'm concerned. You know, just because Allen wasn't – just because his team put up 10 points last week doesn't mean he's done and we have to write him off. You know, there's other circumstances there. So I think it's all of them st- uh, separating themselves. And I think we've got one of those – it's not really Brady, Manning, and Roethlisberger because I think Roethlisberger was a tick below those guys. But I, I think it's all three quarterbacks at this top tier, and theoretically they should beat up on each other for, for many years to come here. Okay. Um, so basically you have you have the Eagles and the Bengals in Glendale, Arizona. Yeah, let's go with that. I like that. That'll be fun. I'll be out there. And, be fun. That'll be a fun matchup. Oh, I, It'll I, probably be 49ers Chiefs then. But, yeah. Right, because of... I get it. Uh, Steve Palazzolo, <laughs> Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. Um, how would you describe Jalen Hurts? I know he got hurt at the end of the year, but his play. So he's been very good this year. You know, I think um, he had shown flashes. He had shown signs of, you know, they, they elevated the offense in his first year as a starter. I think last year he got a little bit better. And this year, I, I think it's a combination of things. You know, like when you talk about the executive of the year, I think uh, Howie Roseman deserves credit in Philly for everything he's done. I think Nick Sirianni deserves credit, the head co- uh, you know, coach of the year, because they put Hurts in position to succeed. You know, there are games where he runs the ball 15 times, 18 times. And so they're tapping into that skill set as a design, in the design run game, the QB sneak game. So that part, they're putting him in position to succeed. And then I think Hertz has done a great job of taking care of the ball. That was a little suspect early in his NFL career. He was always good at that in college, but he's taking care of the ball. And he knows when to get the ball to his playmakers, right? Whether it's when Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown have one-on-ones, they're getting opportunities. If it's zone, he knows how to read it out, find the open man. So I think Hertz has been good. He's been accurate, made good decisions. And then I got to give credit to the Eagles for not only supporting him with guys like A.J. Brown coming in, but you get that good offensive line and the whole thing. And then on the field, putting him, putting Jalen Hurts in position to succeed by having a really good scheme. So I think it's all good in Philly. And, you know, Hurts has been just an excellent facilitator there running that offense. Will you rank the offensive skill players as a whole with the four teams? Take, in, take out quarterbacks. Will you rank, you know, you're combining the wide receivers, the tight ends, and the running backs for the four teams? I'll say Niners, Bengals. I think it's Eagles and Chiefs. Okay, I think that's fair, and I like and I like all of them. Of course, the Chiefs have Kelsey, right, and they're fourth, but they don't have the same, you know, weaponry at receiver. Kadarius Tony's nice, Jarek McKinnon's nice, but 
I think in the, in the, this isn't a knock on the Eagles. It's just the, the Bengals are three deep at receiver with a decent backfield. And the Niners just have, you know, basically four cheat codes. It's Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. Those guys are as good as it gets at their respective positions. So I think the Niners because of depth and then, um, and then the Bengals number two. If they had Jimmy Garoppolo, would you favor the Niners in this game? I mean, I honestly don't think there's a huge difference between Garoppolo and Purdy, at least not the way they've played. They've played very similar. Okay. And, um, again, again, it's why I like PFF grades. The PFF grades for Purdy have been very consistent. High 60s, low 70s, some mid-70s, good, solid games. But sometimes the stats are out of this world because you have Debo Samuel take a short pass and go 74 yards every now and then. If he doesn't do that, the stat line doesn't look as good. But Purdy's doing a good job getting the ball to those guys to let them make plays just the way Garoppolo did. Purdy might maybe actually takes care of the ball a little bit better than what Garoppolo did, at least last year. So um, I don't think it would be that much of a difference with Garoppolo under center. One of our listeners wants you to describe the gap between the San Francisco offensive skill players and the Dallas Cowboys. You, you, you hit on it earlier, but I want you to describe the gap. I mean, I think the Niners are in the top three in Dallas's yeah, I don't know, 18th, 20th off the top of my head, if you're just ranking them in the NFL, the, the depth matters. Like when you get into a game and the Niners, the Niners are going to have games where George Kittle only has two catches or Debo Samuel only has a couple catches. And that's okay because it's, we know that the ball got distributed elsewhere. If, if C.D. Lamb doesn't have 15 targets, Dallas is going to have trouble scoring. I mean, they had trouble scoring last year when, uh, last week when CD had all those all those attempts, right. all those targets. So I, that's to me that's the difference, right? Is you Dalton Schultz is like a he's like a third or fourth option, right? He's like, yeah, I'm open up the seam on a schemed up play. Great, you know, you're not going out of your way to get the ball to Dalton Schultz, and you shouldn't be. But the previous Cowboys team with CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, and a healthy Michael Gallup, they were the they were the key. And then, oh, by the way, Dalton Schultz might be left open so you could throw it to him. That's the way you want to build an offense is having three or four options and the defense can't account for all of them. And Dallas certainly doesn't have that right now. Fair enough. That's what we do for our listeners. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. Blake has a question. Yeah, I want to build off this real quick. We only have a couple minutes, but you just kind of hit on it. You know what EPA is for our listeners who don't. It's expected points added on targets for receivers or pass catchers. So basically like, how many points are you adding based on how many targets you get? C.D. Lamb was fantastic. After C.D. Lamb for the 2022 regular season, Dallas's second best pass catcher with EPA was T.Y. Hilton. He didn't show up until November. Then you had Jake Ferguson, Tony Pollard, Malik Davis, who is a third-string running back who got like five chances, and everyone else is negative. Is this the... Not good. Did, did Dak overachieve? winning 12 games and a playoff game in Tampa with what looks like arguably one of the worst collections of pass-catching talent in modern NFL history? Well, the Cowboys had a good defense, too. They were solid for most of the year. I mean, I think he... But they were a top-five offense, too, Steve. Like, Dak put up points. I I, I understand. Well, the points were inflated a little bit because of all those turnovers as well, like that Colts game. But either way... I would say I do think Dak has been very sensitive to the people around him, right? Whereas Mahomes isn't, right? And I know we're, we're comparing to the you know the best right now, 
the elite quarterbacks are not as sensitive to changes around them, right? They're always going to be near the top, if not the top. And I think Dak has been far more sensitive to changes around him through the years. When they got Amari Cooper, things went, 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 went up. When they lost Amari Cooper, things went south, right? That type of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Dak was still pretty good this year, but it was, to me it was also his worst year in, in five seasons. Throw for throw. I know, I know they put up points and all that stuff, but throw for throw, I do think Dak regressed a little bit, and I think it did coincide with what you said, the EPA of all these other players. It, that was a factor. Not having multiple options was an absolute factor, and I think it, I think it led to Dak regression in some of the poor play that we saw this year. But who else is, is immune to being sensitive to what to the, the skill pieces that are moved around other than Mahomes? I've only got 30 seconds. There's not many guys. There's not many guys. I mean, it was Pete Brady and Breeze and Rodgers and Mahomes. Those guys were fine yeah. for the most part. But okay. this is what we're comparing Dak to. When you make $40 million, that's, you know, who you get compared to. And, you know, that's the problem. Okay. Hey, have a great weekend. Super, uh, super hit. We appreciate it, Steve Palazzolo. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. See you, dude. Uh, Steve Palazzolo joined us on the Patron. Patron Tequila Guest Line. Two of them that I would look into. Patron Reposado. Patron Añejo. And if they don't have it, call for it. Briarwood Wine and Spirits has it. 4949 Old Canton Road. The Out of Bounds Show. 105.9 The Zone. ESPN is brought to you by the number one commercial roofing company in Mississippi. And that is Independent Roofing Systems. Roofing.ms. Bar 2 at 930. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.